0: Hello,
1: I'm Duncan Wilson, and welcome to this podcast, produced by the International Monetary Fund. Over the last decade and a half, many sub-Saharan African countries have experienced much higher growth than in the past. Real growth has averaged over 5% since 1995. But has this growth been inclusive? That is, has it also benefited the poorest in those countries? In the IMF's recently released Regional Economic Outlook for the Africa region, fund economists Alan Thomas and Rodrigo Garcia Verdu examine the relationship between economic growth and consumption growth of the poor in six sub Saharan countries. The two economists discussed their study with me, and I began by asking Rodrigo Garcia Verdu to explain how they measure whether growth has been inclusive or not.
2: In talking about inclusive growth, we want to look at the growth rate of everybody and not just of the average. And in our uh, report, we use two definitions of what it means to have inclusive growth. The first one is we just look at the growth rate of consumption per capita for the poorest 25% of the population. And uh, we basically look at changes in r- purchasing power, so real per capita consumption growth. And if the poorest 25% are experiencing positive growth, we call that inclusive growth. Uh, the second definition we use refers to how is the poorest 25% growing relative to the richest 25%. So if the poorest 25 percent are growing at a faster rate than the richest 25 percent. We call that inclusive growth in a relative sense.
1: Alan, if I can just come to you, why
0: is inclusive growth important? Over the last 15 years, uh, many countries in sub-Saharan Africa have been growing very fast. Um, uh, And every year we've been identifying these strong growth periods, notifying the countries that have been growing very fast. But what this has been missing is, you know, how has the poorest part of the population been growing? You know, if the country is growing at 6%, how do you know if the poorest segment is growing at that, uh, at that pace? And so that's really why we sort of took a step back this time to look at microdata, to actually find out if the benefits then of the growth uh, takeoff that many countries have been experiencing has been uh, uh, extended then to the um, poorest
1: now, you also
0: looked at
1: Cameroon and Uganda, two of the six countries. So Cameroon, it's a low-growth country. Uganda's that's high growth. How do those two countries compare? What did you
2: find about poverty alleviation there and about inclusive growth? I think the case of Uganda illustrates what would be the ideal pattern of growth in which the economy is growing at a very high rate, but also inequality is at the same time uh, decreasing because the poorest uh, segments of the distribution are growing at a faster rate than the average and and, than the richer. So this is uncommon. The, The norm is actually that growth is accompanied by increases in inequality. What explains the positive growth
1: among that lowest quintile, that lowest fifth in those two countries?
0: Uh, employment growth in agriculture, especially in rural agriculture, was a key uh, indicator of the countries uh, where the poorest actually grew fast. So you had mentioned Cameroon uh, and Uganda. In both these countries, we found that the uh, agriculture employment growth rate uh, was highest among these countries and then considerably lower than in some of the other countries where we argue that the growth was less inclusive. And so it points to then uh, agriculture being, you know, the key really to poverty reduction. When you have 70% of your population living in rural areas, clearly agriculture is going to be a key player in trying to uh, improve and understand poverty developments. How important is
2: employment to inclusive growth as opposed to, say, fiscal policy? Employment is key. What we have found in sub-Saharan Africa in uh, the sample of countries we analyzed is that most of them have been successful in increasing employment, but... African countries have been less successful at increasing the right type of employment. So we see a lot of growth in subsistence agriculture, a lot of growth in the urban urban informal economy, but we do not see a lot of increase in employment in formal manufacturing. And this is a key difference between sub-Saharan Africa and the experience of East Asian countries where East Asian countries like Vietnam and Cambodia were able to move a lot of these workers from rural salaried employment as well as uh, self-employment into jobs in industry both in construction but more importantly in manufacturing. So that's something that is missing in Africa. So there is employment growth but not necessarily the type that we have observed in other regions.
1: Tell us more about the policy implications of your research. What should governments do to promote inclusive growth?
0: Given that agriculture plays such a big role, we think that policies to stimulate agriculture still play a vital role. Policies that can improve irrigation, policies that allow you know quality seeds to be distributed, fertilizer to the, the poorest areas, the development then of infrastructure, roads, so that the produce then of the of the poor can actually get to markets that can be priced at a market at a market price. Agriculture is the key really to poverty reduction, so that policies to stimulate agriculture play a vital role.
1: There was Alan Thomas and Rodrigo garcia Verdú, International Monetary Fund economists and co-authors were the baby Selassie of a study on inclusive growth in sub-Saharan Africa in the fund's recently released Regional Economic Outlook. And you can hear more podcasts at www.imf.org podcasts.